Hello, friends, family, loved ones, MBH fans. Before we get even to the intro, I wanted to give you a quick heads up about this episode. We had a technical difficulty, and Jeffrey lost all but about 16 or so minutes of his audio. Thankfully, we have our backup, which we have from recording our Skype calls. Unfortunately, because of Jeffrey's recording setup, his Skype call comes through a headset mic and not through his nice, fancy, high-quality microphone. So you may notice somewhere around the 10 or so minute mark, Jeffrey's audio is going to sound different. You might even hear us overlapping him at times on his track. So I hope that you'll forgive us. You know, these things happen. And we've been very fortunate uh, with MBH that up to this point, on our standard episodes, we've never truly lost audio like this. We've had a couple bugs, but this was this is probably the worst we've ever had. So just wanted you to know if you notice a difference in his voice and some of that overlapping and, and maybe some of his audio isn't what you're used to hearing, that is why. So please forgive us. It was outside of our control. Everything looked like it was great. And then when we finished, it just blooped out. So hope you'll forgive us for that and bear with us and... Uh, this is a this is a special episode. I'll, let me just tell you, uh, have fun. Spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> and Dungeons and Dragons. That was so aggressive. Sorbetto. Oh. sorbetto. That was so aggressive. Sorbetto. Thank you, sir. May I have another? We're gonna have a spoonful of sorbetto, coffee flavor. It's so spicy. <laughs> Spaghetti. Spaghetti sorbetto. Hello, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes. Thank you. An actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Of your hearts and mine. I'm your dungeon master. My name is Paul, and tonight I'm joined by four friends of mine. My name is Jeffrey, and I play Kyork. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Moog. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach, and I play Chris. <laughs> What's up? It's Ezra, back in the house. Playing uh, Balleric Night Rain. What's up? Say what's up one more time. What's up? What's up? It's Corey in the house. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> We're going to get into some Dungeons and Dragons, but before we do, a couple of quick orders of business. <laughs> First of all, if you love our show, want to help us, go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. Go there. Do it. Check out all the cool rewards we have. Get in on the action. Join our Discord. We would love to hear from you. And if you are able to support us in even just a dollar a month, we greatly appreciate that support. It helps us keep things going. Get on the Discord. And also helps us get to know you if you join the Discord. And if, you have, if you've joined us on the Patreon and you haven't yet joined the Discord... Join it! You know, if you're nervous about that... Do it! Just do it. Just don't, jump in there, man. It's, it's a fun time. We're just chatting. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Jeffrey... Yes. <laughs> Jeffrey screams at people. <laughs> uh, you know, it's amazing. So check don't that out. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Uh, go to BattleBards.com. Check out all the cool sound effects and music they've got going over there. Spicy. It's so spice. They have so much spice to offer your gaming table. Go check it out. Dangerously spicy. Uh, they will appreciate it. So tell them we sent you. Your D&D you know, game will, turn, uh, will catch on fire. Use that code MBH Podcast. Yo, if you support us on Patreon, I meant to mention, we will give you a shout-out live on the show. We will like give you one. the credit that you deserve for being such an awesome fan. And you'll get a shout-out just like fan of the show and patron, Jerry just Byerly. Jerry! Woo! Jerry Byerly! Jerry! Wow, you are. Wow. We can get louder. Uh, thanks for supporting us, Jerry. Jerry you know Jerry, who you are, Jerry. Jerry! 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 I know who you are. You know I know who, you, who are. you are. Thanks, Jerry. We the, know. You. I know who you are. Hey, you're the man, Jerry. I just want to say, I've seen you, Jerry. I know who you are. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> he looked in your window. This is creepy now, Jerry. Just immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, Jerry, and your hair is fantastic. The final order of business. <laughs> I didn't know your curtains were blue. <laughs> we're gonna read. I hope he doesn't have blue curtains. <laughs> a, uh, we're gonna read. A review, a five-star review. And if you want your five-star review read on the show, all you got to do is go to iTunes or Podchaser, leave us a five-star review, and we 
will read it. This one comes from Roland Critz. Actually, it's Roland underscore Critz. Oh, yeah. And this is entitled <clears throat> Smitty Werben Yeagerman Jensen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this podcast is number one. He yeah, was boy. number one. I drive for work and have listened to it nonstop. I started listening a little over two weeks ago, and I'm almost completely caught up. That was on May 14th. I tell everyone I play D&D with about it. I love that I can listen when my daughter's in the car and not worry about foul language. I love the storyline, how everything ties in together. The character relationships and progression is incredible. Increíble. Increíble. Thank you for creating such good, clean, family-friendly fun. Your make-believe sidekick, Justin Tyree. Justin, thank you so much Justin, for leaving us that review. Es increíble lo hermoso que eres. This just in. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, he said it's incredible how beautiful you are uh, Justin <laughs> Muy bien Are we just stalking everyone? <laughs> I don't know this uh, So far we have We've come across real creepy To our our uh, patron Jerry and the review writer Thank you so much For the review Personally, I think it's great uh, that many of our fans can listen to our show with their kids in the car and not worry about that. Yeah. You know, I listen don't... with my kids in the car. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> Zach, your dogs. I've told you this many times, but your dogs are not I your listen children, with Zach. your kids in the car, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into that part of the show you love, Dungeons & Dragons. I'm going to roll John Blue D20. It's a 10. That's a not 20. I'm just kidding. It was a 10. You needed that 10 for what's about to happen. What's about to happen? You're about to get killed. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about what happened last time. On Dragon Ball Z. On Make Believe Heroes. Last time, our four adventurers were in the middle of a great winter storm when they were accosted, if you will, attacked by a group of some eight or so wolves, whom they'd attracted with a giant burning tree. But here they came. It was an enormous white-furred wolf that spoke to them, uh, a few smaller ones, and then a couple even smaller normal-type wolves. But these wolves were not ready for the challenge that awaited them. Georg, Mogert, Chris, and Balric fought with all that they had. They managed to take down most of the wolves, and Kjorg was about to slay the greatest of them, the enormous female wolf that he had pinned to the ground, holding his Mogador above her head. He said, tell us who your mistress is. Take us to your mistress. She was reluctant to do so, but as she and her brethren began to howl, suddenly another wolf entered into the foray. And enormous, gigantic even, male wolf with a black design of fur around his eyes and nostrils and down onto his chest. He approached them in the middle of the storm, asking them if they would to follow him and he would lead them to their mistress. And so Kjorg, standing, showing mercy to the female that he was about to slay, brought her to her feet and the four of them, along with the surviving wolves, followed after this tall, towering male wolf named Nero. Nero the hero. I thought his name was Steven. You are walking through the Glimmerdale Forest, and the storm is raging all around you, but some 15 feet to your left or right. Nero, with some powerful incantation, was able to create a clear path for you all to trod upon the ice and the snow, through the forest, around the trees, and he is leading you all ahead. What do you do? I begin using whatever those things are called, where you heal yourself. You're talking about hit dice. You gotta make. You gotta take a short rest to do that, and you can't do that while you're walking. This ain't a short rest. Potions. What if I handstand walk on two of my arms, and the other two, are, you know. No. Okay. Meditating. Sleeping. <laughs> oh Sleeping. man, it's funny. <laughs> What's it gonna be? I am continuing to walk and follow them closely and also marking trees as a way to find our way back. I will remind you, you were gifted three, I think, potions of greater healing. Ah, yes. Why would you remind right. us of that? Yeah, I'm going to use one of those. It's very nice of you. You should all have three of them. And if you use one, it's 44 plus four hit points. I want to use one. So is anyone is anyone using those? I will. Me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Me. Mogert, you're 
Me, I want. Hit? I only yeah. get one. Forty-four plus four. I got twelve. Uh, no, sixteen. If it's plus four. So fourteen. Fourteen hit points back. So add those to your gaddick there. Mogert, you're gonna stick where you at. Kjorg, did you use it? Yeah, I used one and I rolled thirteen total with the thing. I think I'll leave it at that. Some of you take those potions of healing and you are walking along. Uh, is anyone saying or doing anything as you are traveling? Mogert's gonna run up kind of behind Kjorg. Okay. Like, kind of quietly if she can. And just kind of get up close to his four arms, and, or his extra two arms, and like poke like the back part of his arm. Okay. Just to see if it's really there. It's really there. <laughs> hmm. When she pokes it, Kjorg kind of like turns around with his other arms raised like he doesn't know what's happening. He thinks he's about to like punch somebody into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What was that about? You don't want to fight me. I was just making sure that those were actually there. No, no problem. What in the world are they? I just want to know. Arms? Hmm. You just summon them? Summon? Yeah. I'm the people's champion. The know, people's okay. champion! <laughs> Margaret Stonefire! I don't know why we have to yell our names. Kind of confusing. But I like it. But they're very cool. Yes. After she gets done, mm. I'm going to walk up and poke the other one. Kjorg's like, yeah, I just, you already saw they were real. And he turns around and it's Chris. I had to check for myself. Have you all what never do you seen want? Arms before? <laughs> Not four. Not four on the same person. Yeah, I, I have no idea. So I'm behind him, uh-huh. and as them two go up and poke his arm, I guess that that's kind of weird. Okay. I'm gonna walk up, and I'm just gonna get close to him, and I'm gonna yell to the front. Where exactly are we going? Oh, by the way, your cool arms. But yeah, where are we going? <laughs> We're following the wolves. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the wolves. <laughs> Nero, the one that's leading you all in the very front, he doesn't turn back to face you or anything. He just keeps walking. Come, it is not far. I'm taking you to meet our, as Zara said, mistress. Oh. There is a secret place, a cavern, beneath the surface. I am leading you all there. She will be there waiting for us. What should we expect? You should expect... To meet my mistress. Oh my gosh, I hate this stupid wolf. Is that not what you wanted? No, it's not. I answered the call of my brethren and my sister here when they called for help. And my mistress informed me that there may be some out and about seeking to harm us. But when I heard you speaking with her, speaking with Zara, perhaps we can come to an agreement. What she desires is not the death and destruction of all these people. What does she desire? It is not my place to say, but perhaps she will tell you. She better. <laughs> oh, okay. Help, please. <laughs> no, you dug this Cured. hole on your own. You can deal with it. I was gonna be like, we were uh, only told that the wolves had been attacking travelers headed to the dwarf place. That is true. Why? Dimmerhold. Dwarf place. Again, it was the instruction of our... Mistress isn't really a proper word for it. We are a proud race, the wolves. And we have a tenuous alliance with the two-legged walkers of Manumi. But we have an agreement with her. We owe a debt. And that debt was called to pay. Are you the ghost from Lord of the Rings? The way is shut. (laughs) (laughs) What is the price? Of our debt. Why did you owe a debt? It is an old debt. And it is not one that I discuss freely. Mm. Then what do you discuss freely then? I'm just kidding. (laughs) He only discusses his mistress freely. (laughs) As in nothing about her. He just says, my mistress. mistress. And that's all he could (laughs) say. So her name is Mistress. That's odd. To be such a proud race, you sure can't say much. He doesn't say anything. Exactly. Point taken. (laughs) The path, which is, like I said, kind of, you know, 
an open path and the snow is hitting this sort of invisible wall. It turns to the right a bit and you go around some trees and then up above you, which are, there's trees on every side of you. You're deep in the forest at this point. There is a sort of pit, like a large pit in the middle of the ground. Um, looks like a sinkhole, honestly. Like it looks like it was flat and it's just fallen in. There is some rubble and debris at the bottom of this big indention into the ground. And actually there is a tree. It looks like that it was probably right in the center of this spot. And when this sinkhole caved in, the tree fell with it and is turned up on its side and is laying over and is running up and out of the pit. Does that make sense? No. As you all approach the pit, Nero stops and he says, This is the way. Follow me. Be careful. You'll want to watch your step. He circles around and he hops lively up onto the tree and he begins to walk down this tree that's lying on its side down into the pit. And as he reaches the bottom, he kind of squeezes between a few of the roots that are sticking up and disappears. The other wolves quickly go down following him as well. The female that you've injured uh, is right behind him, moving a bit more slowly. You all go down through there? Yes. Yep. You are entering into a hole in the ground. I'm, I'm just, just so we're clear. You know you are entering into a hole in the ground. This is going to be great. Yep. I dive face first. Awesome. Okay, give me marching order. Who's in the front? Me. Okay, next. Mogert. Okay, third. Me. I'll be Chris. last. Okay. And then you've got... Because I'm the tallest. Balric. <laughs> well, I mean, you're shorter than Kjord. Oh, I mean, him's the big people. Whoop, 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 whoop. You sort of weave through these roots and you climb down and you have to kind of hop down, like hang from your arms and then drop, and you are down in this cavernous tunnel. How long did it take us to get here? About a half hour. Okay. You got about a half hour left. You're welcome. Thank you. In my original notes, I said after about an hour of travel, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw my bone. Oh, yeah. Because you never know what might happen. You never know. Okay. It's dark down here. As you all land in this damp, wet floor inside the cavern, you can look around. All of you can see somewhat well. You've all got dark vision, right? Inside this cavernous tunnel, the uh, the wolves are waiting. The smaller ones have kind of gone ahead. Nero and Zara are still there looking back, waiting for you all. As you all step inside, Nero says, Come, just a bit further. And he begins walking down this damp, cavernous tunnel. It is dark, but you can all see your way well enough with your dark vision. And you're going, and this path is probably some 15, 20 feet wide at different places. It'll narrow a bit, and then it'll widen a bit. You know, it's it's obviously a natural cavern. It's not anything carved out or made by the dwarves. Natural cavern. Follow him a few more minutes, and soon you begin to notice as it's lighting up a bit. It gets very dark as you guys get away from the entrance you came in, hopping down through that hole. But after a time, you see a little bit of a glow of light up ahead, and then you see a torch hanging on the wall. A tiki torch. Then you see another, you know, some 15 or 20 so feet ahead. And, And soon there are torches alternating on the left and the right, and this area is obviously lit. Um, by someone of some intelligence. You're walking, you're walking, and and then you notice something. Balric, you're in the back, right? Yep. You're the one that notices first as you guys are walking along. You hear something and you turn, and without realizing it, as you guys are walking forward, these tunnels have sort of converged on you, and now there are dozens of wolves around you. 57? Holy, yeah. Amazing. I mean, just with a, a quick glance, you don't really know. Some are the bigger ones, some are the smaller ones, and some are the kind of like much larger ones like Zara. This is bad. <laughs> None who seem nearly as large or as powerful as Nero, but I mean, there are multiples of 10 of these wolves, and they're not, they're not making a sound. They're not growling. They're not howling. They're not looking at you. They have their eyes straightforward. Uh, sort of, they seem to kind of trail their eyes on Nero, and they just follow you all forward. Finally, you come to a place where the tunnel opens up wide into a large open cavern. It's got a high ceiling way up ahead, and in this cavern you can see much better. There seems to be some natural light shining down through. You look up and you can see what seem to be like 
small holes in the roof of this cavern in the ceiling, and sunlight is shining down through it. In the center of the cavern, not, not the center of the room, but up far ahead of you, against the back of this big stone room, toward the center uh, in the back, there is what looks like a, um, like a dais, like a raised platform, if you will. It's a mound of stone and branch that have been brought together and like woven together and crafted into this short like platform, probably 10 feet up. Seated on that platform is a very strange figure indeed. Oh no. She looks up as you all approach. Oh no. And then she slowly rises to her feet looking down at you all. Obviously female, she is tall. Probably between, she's over six and a half feet tall, very tall, and you can tell from here. Nine feet tall. Very thin. She has claws. She is tall and thin, draped in a thick white pelt of fur. Her face is mostly obscured by the hood of this pelt, and her legs are clothed in these dark black leathers. (gasps) She looks down at you all, and she says, Welcome Welcome to my makeshift home, travelers. Oh, my. I see that you and your fellows have set about hunting our friends. Is this true? Yes. The name's Margaret Stonefire. And I'm the people's champion! It it rings loudly through the cavern, kind of like echoing off in the distance. And yes, we did set off hunting this morning based on (laughs) what... The king of Dimmerhold told us. He said that the wolves had been attacking travelers and it's a major problem and there's a lot of craziness going on. But then your wolf spoke to us, so I asked him what was going on. I said, hey, who's your mistress and what does she want? And and then I almost killed a lot of people and wolves and then I almost... I'm a champion, so I was just killing stuff, you know? And he's he's got four (laughs) arms, too. Did you see his four arms? And then I flex all four arms. Oh yes! my god. <laughs> Margaret flexes too. <laughs> as this is happening, you see as Nero steps forward toward her and then he kind of turns halfway where that he so that he can easily see turn toward you or turn toward her. The other wolves all spread and fan out in a big semicircle, a little bit bit more than a semicircle around the room, giving you all sort of, you know, your your space. They don't want to get the splash damage, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> about what's about oh, to happen. No. Kill us. <laughs> Just kidding. Short season indeed. The floor collapses and we all fall. Nero turns toward her and he gives a slight bow of the head. He speaks the truth, mistress. I discovered him about to slay one of our captains, Zara. He kind of signals to the white wolf across the way who is bloodied. But he spoke with her and was reluctant to take her life if she could lead them to their mistress. Only because he didn't roll good enough. (laughs) And so I have brought them to you. Perhaps they can help with your goal and the needless slaying on both sides could come to an end. She scoffs. Well, perhaps, but don't get your hopes up, Nero. What experience I have with these adventuring types shows me that they're usually only interested in what benefits them. All right. You want to know why these wolves have been attacking people? Why this storm has settled in over this mountain? Is your name Jackie Frost? How did you know? No, it's not. (laughs) Yes, what is this all about? If you want this storm to stop, if you want these wolves to leave everyone alone, to return to their caves and their dens, then you'll stop this gauntlet. Hmm, we can't really do that. We're all champions. Uh, I mean, we're all participants in the gauntlet. Yes, we're all (sighs) precipitants. In that farce. You would take part in such a farce. Aye. A joke. No, not a joke. I'm going to step forward and ask her. She's like, farce? So what is that? That's got to be good, right? I'm going to step forward in between them Mm -hmm. before they get 
crazy. Mm-hmm. Why is the gauntlet a problem with you? This is not a problem for me. It is a problem for my master. Who's your master? That does not concern you. Suffice it to say that the dwarves have forgotten their oaths. They have forgotten who made them, who they are today. So there's a mistress and a master. Do you got children? Please, I get tired of all this foolishness. So Dervetter made the dwarves, and they have some kind of oaths or whatever you're talking about. But what if the people's champion, a.k.a. Paylor's champion, could do something about it? Nero kind of perks his head up and looks at you. What exactly do you propose that you can do, champion? Um, pretty much whatever you want. I want you to kill the king of Dimmerhold. He's disrespected my master. He is having this gauntlet when he should not, this fledgling king. He dishonors his betters, his superiors. <laughs> Who is your master? <laughs> <laughs> he is a being of such power that you have never seen. Champion. Is it Dervetter? No. Okay, so then I've seen more better power than that. Have you? She pulls her hood back. Uh, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, okay. She is white-skinned. Like, very white, like, like Snow White. Seven dwarfs. And scales. Oh my. Her mouth comes out in a sort of short but still protruding jaw, somewhat reptilian-seeming, with red in her eyes. Lizard bats. And she spreads her arms, and they are winged. I know who it is. I know who it is. I like Her arms spread wide, revealing two membraned wings, white and almost translucent. Obviously draconic in nature. My master is the Lord of Judgment. The greatest judge who ever lived. Oh, no! Are you serious? Kilmont the Unforgiving. No! Oh, crap. Okay. Never heard of him. So, are we supposed to know who that is? Chris, roll me a history check. Cool. Cannot believe it. That's awesome. You're so good! What season was that? It was in a Champions episode. It's a 23. You got a 23 history check. Here's what you know about Kilmont, okay? Chris, you know that he historically was a, uh, he was a war judge, basically. During the Great War, what you've read about him is that he was a judge of um, the world, and he was like one of the most like purely moral beings who ever lived um, and they called him Kilmont the Unforgiving because he didn't have much mercy but he was about as lawful good as someone could ever be and he spent most of his days especially after the War of Light with the dwarves and that's how you know so much about him you've read a lot of that dwarven lore during your studies and different things you've read a lot of dwarves probably read a lot of lore as much as you could about the Dracon Kelly and there's not a ton of information. You just know Kilwant, very, very strict judge during the War of Light. And it is also said that the Gauntlet of the Moon was originally established by Kilmont. But of course, he hasn't been seen in many, many years, and they haven't been having the Gauntlet for many, many years. You know that they've had it since the last time Kilmont was seen. Like, it's not been that long since they had it. But you know that Kilmon is credited with, yeah, with helping start it with the King of Dimmerhold at that time. Yeah. They've definitely had it since then, so it's kind of weird. But you're picking up, basically, she's saying they shouldn't be having this because they don't have the approval of my master, Kilmont the Unforgiving. Without him. And this king, he don't, he don't he need to check himself before he wrecks himself. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. I have so many mixed feelings about this. He already wrecked himself. I kind of look over it, like, all of them, and I'm like, Y'all, y'all don't know who Kilmont the Unforgiving is. Do you all not? Re Never mind. Um, Kilmont. Do you think you'll forgive us for not knowing who it is? <laughs> uh, wow! Do not, not mock my master, she says, or you will be struck down where you stand. Okay, but who are you? I am his servant. Where is he? Would I recognize her as like a lizard bat? 
What's Qorg ever done with lizard bats? Have I done anything with lizard bats? Mm. Probably had a baby with I don't think you ever them. did anything with lizard. There were like no lizard bats in season oh. two. Really no, I none? I don't think so. There was the, um, in the Rorag Gook, there were the little bitty lizard bats inside oh, yeah. the glass oh, thing. But you wouldn't really make a connection between them and her. Gotcha. So he probably wouldn't have any inf any info on those. With Kjord going back and forth, I kind of just want to tap him and like motion him to lean down so I can tell him something. I'll lean down. I'll tell you why she's mad later. Just go with it for now. With what? Just don't start a fight. I'm not planning on fighting. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to slay the king of Vimmerhold? What has he done to deserve slaying? He has dishonored my master. Where is your master? Ask me again. Where? Ask me again and you die. I'm sorry, I thought that the implication was strong enough. Apparently, you are thick-headed. Yeah? Nero is ready at a moment's notice to slay any of you at my beck and call. Are you not, Nero? Nero kind of closes his eyes and he looks frustrated, you know. Yes, that is correct. That's perfectly fine, but we don't understand how he's dishonored your master. Your master's not even around. I what is the purpose of all this? I mean, are they not honoring Dervetter and whoever your master is by still having this? And why does all... I don't understand what's the problem here. Uh, let me say this, champion. This does not concern the gods. It concerns my master. Kilmont. He was the originator of the gauntlet, and now Dimmerhold would just continue on without him. He yet lives, he yet breathes, but they do not honor him, they do not seek for him, they do not request his presence. Okay, so what if, you know, Kjorg, he has an in with the king of Dimmerhold, and I'm a dwarf, and what if we... Slay him? To, yes, that's no, exactly what I would like for you to do. That's not what I was going to say. Okay. I did not like you. <laughs> <laughs> Speak then, dwarf. What if we talk to him and we get them to honor the Kilmont dragon forgiver or unforgiving? Kilmont the unforgiving? I, I think, think that, that is enough is of dishonoring and making a mockery of my master's name. It wasn't a mockery. I just didn't remember. Perhaps you should not speak, dwarf. Yes, perhaps. Don't speak anymore, my ogre. Don't. Just don't. Okay. That was really mean. Well, I'm gonna kill her, She's so. not a good person. <laughs> I'm gonna kill her, so. You say Kilmont is still alive. Then where is he? That is not your concern. Jeffrey, are you want to put a smackdown on these people, or what do you want to do? No. Okay. It is my concern, if your concern is that they're not concerned about Kilmont, the Unforgiving, being honored. When we could simply call him up. Say, yo, Kilmont, come bit, get honored. Future honor does not cover past sins. They have already dishonored him, and now someone must pay for that. What does it have to do with everybody else? He's got a point. The gauntlet must be stopped. How do you hurt a king you cannot reach? You hurt his tenants, his people. You hurt his image, you hurt his city. And if this... <laughs> if this king is not taken care of, then soon his city will crumble. Okay. Kilmont the Unforgiving is the greatest judge, correct? She kind of, like, shuffles a little bit uncomfortably. That is correct. Then why don't you just let him be the judge of this situation? Mm -hmm. Roll me a persuasion check. What is your persuasion, Cure? Probably not good. Thirteen total. Okay, let's see. That's that's enough. She rolled an eight plus her wisdom. Thirteen is higher than that. All right. Let Kilmont decide. Well, I am the mouthpiece of Kilmont. Oh gosh. I am his arm, and I do know my master. And I know his ways. And do you know how Kilmont would handle such questions of right and wrong? Trial by combat. And she turns to Nero. 
What say you, Nero? Oh, man. As you say, my lady. And he kind of walks over and forever and turns towards you all. Oh, yes. Nero must fulfill his debt. He's the hero. Oh, you said you didn't want to fight nobody. <laughs> of course, there can only be one. So, amongst you, who will stand against my champion? <laughs> she says laughing. Well, that would be me. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. York, usually, can she hear me? Can, am I allowed to talk now? So, usually, I would fight you for this position. But you, you have four arms right now, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do this, but I get the next one. She's she's uh yeah mm -hmm. you can have it take it. Chugs another potion. Okay, oh, throw no. it back. Forty four plus four. It's been about fifty 12. minutes. Hey Paul. Yes, Chris. Actually, I don't know if that would help him any. What? Mage armor. I don't know if that make a big difference in his AC. What's what's it do? Uh, it makes the AC 13 plus his dex modifier. I don't know if that would increase it anymore or... Uh, no, it'd be the same. I, I took the potion and throw it down the empty container onto the ground. Can I rage and then use my helper shield thing and help him every round? You cannot. That, anything that's going to happen during the combat would not be allowed. They would not allow that. I figured. But like but. a little bit, a little buff before. So did you get to full max health? I got to 70 from that. Okay. You good? Out of 74. Come on, Kyorgi. You can do this. Nero lifts his head, his solid, white, creepy-looking eyes turn toward you, Kyorg. We will battle, champion. I suppose if you're still being controlled by your little debt... It is not controlled, it is my duty. But soon my duty will be fulfilled. I will not slay you, if you will agree also not to slay me. Oh, very well. But I will not hold back, and I will fight with all my strength until you have fallen. I don't know how to hold back, so... That's a very good point. <laughs> all right, enough, enough talking. talking. Let's see who is true. Paylor's champion, or Kilmont's champion. And all the wolves around you guys howl. You take your weapon in hand, Kjord, what do you take? The Mogador in two, hmm? and the Mesa Smiting in one of the others. Nero howls. He does, and he rears back on his back legs, and he begins to transform. Kjord howls. <laughs> Kjord's howling. Mogart howls. Oh! His arms stretch out, curving down, his legs stretch, his back cracks and pops, and his neck shortens and his head and his snout shortens. And after a few moments, he is in the shape of a towering eight-foot-tall humanoid covered in wolf fur. His white eyes glow, his claws extend as these long, sharp-like daggers and his face is pulled up in a permanent snarling grin. Come on, Kyorge! He's a wolf wear. I was about to say, he's an anti-werewolf. <laughs> Let us begin, Kyorg. Let's roll initiative. That is a 17 plus 5, 22. You say 22? Yes. You rolled a 19 plus 3. 22. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but what's your dexterity? Dexterity is 16. So is his. Okay, we're going to have to roll. Roll again. Just flat number, no mods. Whoever gets the highest 20. That's a 19. You got a 6, so you're going to go first. <laughs> okay, you got first go. What you going to do, my boy? So first, I'm going to swing my hammer back at his arm. Okay, you swing your hammer. Roll me uh, an attack roll. 12 plus 9 is a 21. That is a hit. Okay. 17 damage. 17 damage. Okay, you hit him hard with that hammer. 17 damage. Uh, he just kind of like brings his arm up and braces for the hit, and it hits, and he seems unfazed. So then I would swing the mace of smiting at his other side. Mm-hmm. And that is also a 21. OK. 
Okay, that's another hit. And that would be... Ooh, that's only seven damage. All right. You hit him for seven damage. Is that it? Extra, extra attack? You don't have him grappled or anything. You can use it. I'm going to do it. Do it. What would that be with the hammer? Uh, let me... I'm on the wrong character sheet. Let me read it. It says the attack can only be made with a one-handed weapon. So you'd have to use the mace again. All right. We'll do that. That is a 19 total. It's a hit. You're rolling really well. That is 12 damage. Okay. Pretty good. His turn. Oh, boy. He kind of lets out a little, like a... You are quite strong, champion. And then he lets out, like, a growl and lunges at you. Oh, boy. He jumps at you, and he is going to try and claw you with his long dagger-like claws. But before he does, as he jumps towards you, this big, scary, monstrous beast is lunging towards you, and his eyes kind of flash with that white light, and you see his big, sharp teeth. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom. That's not good. Okay, so that's a 17 plus a zero. You succeed. Ha <laughs> ha. You are not afraid. I'm not uh-huh. afraid. To take a stand. He's going to try Come and swipe on, you. Beast. What's your armor class? 16. Okay. The first claw swing is a miss. Yeah, boy. He comes at you with his other claws. This one is a hit. It meets at 16. You take 12 slashing damage as his claws swipe down across you. Question. Mm Mm-hmm. I still have my projected ward up. Could I use that to take that hit for him, or would that be considered cheating? Cheating. Okay, so if you try to do that, you would have to make a stealth check. And if it fails, then oh, you don't gosh. know what would happen. Ooh, save it. Yeah, maybe you wait till he looks like he's in bad shape, and then yeah. if you need to do it, you try. All right, as he swipes you with his other claws, and you kind of like stagger just a bit, he lunges forward and tries to bite you. He's going to bite at you, okay, with his big, sharp teeth. Oh, no. Is that a 20? It's a natural 20. Of course it is. The result of dice might be weighted. That's another Triforce. That is ridiculous, dude. He lunges forward and he bites at you. And oh boy, let's see. His teeth, he, he just latches onto your neck. I'm going to use my reaction to use my arm defense. Can you use that the same turn you used your other thing? I think you you either can only use... The only way I can't is if I'm using forearm grappling. Uh, once a day, lasts for one hour. While you have two extra arms, your strength bonus increases. Two arms can be used in the following ways. Grappling. On enemies grappling away, you can't use extra arm or arm defense. So yeah, you can use them both. So that's good. You'll be able to use that D12 to reduce it a bit here in a sec. He bites down onto your neck for 33 piercing damage. That's a lot of damage. Okay, you want to use that thing? Yes. Okay, you roll D12. I rolled a 5. Okay, so you bring your arm up and you kind of like hold his neck back just a little bit and reduces it from 33 to 28. Okay. But that's still pretty bad. Also, don't forget you have inspiration. You do have inspiration. Yeah, he did remember that you see his in face. the future. Yeah, you need to remember for your turn. You never know. You might need it right now because I need you to make me a constitution save throw because you notice that that bite, that bite burns. Ooh, what is Ooh, wrong boy. with these? What's wrong with these wolves? That bite burns. It burns us. Constitution. Yeah. Uh, I am going to use my inspiration, I think. Okay. Did you roll on that one? No, I didn't roll on that one. Okay. It's a non-total. Okay. I'm not going to tell you if that's a failure or not. I'm going to roll it again. Okay. Wow. Not good? No. That's an eight. You feel this burning sensation go down your neck. Lovely. You don't take any damage? Nothing really happens right now. Just don't exactly feel right. Ooh. You just don't feel right. Ooh. You don't feel... <laughs> Stop! Ooh. Stop! Stop what you're doing! Stop! Ooh. Stop! Ooh. <laughs> Don't! Don't you dare! Don't you dare, Kjorg! <laughs> okay. Kjorg begins to howl. <laughs> Kjorg goes... Ah! And uses his second wind. Okay. That's a, a bonus action. Bonus action, second wind, regain how much? 1d10 plus 8. Okay. Mogert just starts clapping. Mm, so that's 12 total. Dude just went Super Saiyan. That's a pretty good little chunk. 
Yes. What's that put you at currently? I'm just curious. 42. Wow. He hit you real hard, huh? He hit me hard. That was a lot okay. of damage. It's your turn. Instantly after howling myself, mm-hmm. I get that second wind. I'm super mad. I feel the burning within, and I swing my hammer at him again, of course. Okay. So that is a 14. Uh, 14 total? Yes. That's a miss. Of course it is. So since he missed, he swung it crossways probably, and he just takes it and swings it back the other way because okay. he kind of whiffs there. That is a 17 total. That is a hit. Woo! Yeah, boy. Wow. Amazing. Roll ones. Two ones. All right. So you get him for eight. And I'm going to mace him. Yep, extra, extra. Extra, extra. Read all about it. That is a 19 on the dice. That's a crit, my boy. That's a crit, my boy. Okay. You know what? Doesn't your mace give you some bonus on a crit, too? He's the people's champion. So when you crit with the mace of smiting, you get an extra seven damage, and you get your your extra orc damage. So what are you rolling? 3d6s. 3d6 plus seven plus... Plus six. Six. It's actually plus seven. So that's 10, 13, plus 14. 27 total. Oh my gosh. Nice. That was a good hit. Yeah, boy. Wow. Hit him harder next time. So when I swing that mace, I swing it straight up into like his gut. Mm, it rings his bell. Some blood goes flying out, and it's it's red, but it almost looks darker than red, almost like a purple color. And he staggers and kind of shakes his head. Strong man. You look at him, you see his, his shoulders are kind of hunched, and his breath is getting kind of short, and his eyes are starting to look a little bit crazy. Oh, boy. And he lets out like a deep growl, and he just like, almost like bark growling lunges at you. Uh, and he's going to attack you. Oh, boy. He's coming at you with, with a claw. Come at me, bro. That is a nine to hit. Miss. He's actually not rolling very well. Good. Second one. 20 was good enough earlier. You don't need to hit me again. Is a 15. That is a is that, miss. Oh my gosh. Come on. Don't. The third one, he's coming to bite you again. Yes. 16. It's a 16. That That is my AC. The third one is going to hit. Okay. So he is coming at you with another bite. I'm reacting with my thing again. <laughs> Good call. Okay. 17 damage from the bite. Okay, and I blocked four. So that's 13. Okay. So I kind of push at, back at him again as he, with my elbow as he tries to bite at me, and he does bite me, but I kind of push him off a little bit there. Okay. Oh, are you going to make me save I again? No, I don't, I, don't think so. I don't think you need to make a save. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's too late for me, huh? I forgot about that. <laughs> no. no it's, not. it's not too late yet. It's too late. I've already decided. It's not too late yet. It's too late. <laughs> I don't think you want this, man. I don't think you want it. I think I want it. I want to see it. What is it? Let's do it. What do you think this after guy he is? Bit, after he bites me again, I have the same reaction. I like, ah! and then I swing my hammer at him. Okay. Ooh. Then that one. Ooh. Is that in that one? That is a natural one. Oh no. <laughs> he said that on purpose. He wants something bad to happen to him. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No, I don't want a natural one. Uh oh. So with a with a natural one, you're not gonna get to make the rest of your attacks. Alright. Unfortunately. He's in a fury. Uh, he seems less intelligent and more Crazy. Yeah, like he's losing a bit of control. He's coming at you, and he seems more aggressive. Mm-mm. Coming at you with, with some advantage. Oh, no. No first, advantage, please. First one's a hit. Of course it is. You take 12 damage. Oh, he keeps getting 12 damage on me. I'm not, I'm not doing good right now. Second one's actually a miss. All right. Coming at you with a bite. Here we go. Roll a two and a three. Oh, boy. 
You are the luckiest piece of trash oh, I've ever seen in my entire boy. life. <laughs> he rolled with advantage three times and only hit you once. Now we talking. Okay. It's your turn again. He is like slobbering and like panting. He just looks crazed in his eyes. Short, after taking that 12 more damage, mm. starts slobbering and looks crazed. <laughs> and goes, ah! And he okay. his hammer again. All right. That is a... 23. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that hits. You know what? <laughs> I think that hits. So 15 damage. All right. Swing, bada, bada, swing. Swinging and swinging and swinging. Yeah, he staggers swinging. back. You go in for another strike. Uh, that is a 16 total. That hits. Oh, boy. That is 5 plus 7 is 12. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You hit him again, he staggers back. There's blood dripping from his jaw. He's breathing heavily. He looks dazed. I'm swinging the mace. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm swinging oh the mace. Oh my gosh. Uh, nat 20? 20. It's a nat 20. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Just rolled another nat 20. All right, seven plus 3d6 is plus eight. So 15 plus 3d6 is roll it. 9 plus 15 is 24. So how does it look when you drop him? <laughs> okay, so I do basically the same thing that happened earlier. I swing that mace straight up into his gut again, and probably mm-hmm. all the wind that he has just, like, busts out of his gut, and probably, you know, he just has this huge exhale moment. The mace drives into his chest, and, it, I mean, they call it the mace of smiting, you know what I'm saying, for a reason. And you, you channel the strength of Sinean right into the chest of this whatever he is. You're not really sure what he is. And he coughs out huge bursts of air and flecks of that purple blood. And when he does, you can't tell because they're solid white, but his eyes roll back in his head and he falls to the ground unconscious. Whoa. That was amazing. I stand and begin to clap. (laughs) All the wolves around the room howl as Nero shifts back into his beast form. And the draconic lizard bat lady on the wood and stone platform crosses her arms and in a huff says, Well, it it would appear appear that that you're not so weak, half-orc. Have you become the wolf champion too now? (laughs) So, then I suppose we try it your way. What do you propose? We must find a way to retrieve Kilmont and bring him to the gauntlet. I see. Your precious gauntlet is set to begin in two days. And what are these wolves' duty or debt? What of it? It does not concern you. Mm. When will it be fulfilled? Once this matter has been solved. If you manage to right this wrong, the wolves have kept their end of the bargain. In the meantime, they will continue to serve me, and they will continue to block the roads. Nero stirs at your feet, staggering but slowly. He rises to his feet on his front paws. His his others are still lying down, and he looks up at you. He has his own blood. That was an honorable battle, champion. Yes, well thought. Mistress, we will continue to keep our bargain, but if you would prefer, Kjork, I will instruct my children not to harm those coming into the city. That would be... Amazing. And how do you expect to keep them out if they aren't harming them? And he just kind of looks up at her, frustrated. What is the hindrance in allowing people to come if Kilmont will be here to have justice served himself? He speaks wisdom, my lady. It is either one or the other. Which will it be? Fine. Trial by combat it was. And, and so, so the wolves will stop harming and scaring off people. people. And the storm will slow down a bit, but I'm not calling it off. You understand? Very well. 
they should have a challenge to get here anyway if they want to challenge me. And me. And me. And me. Of course, this is all. And me. That will be enough. <laughs> and me. She gets a bit of a smirk on her face. I don't know that you really comprehend what it is that you are taking on yourself, champion, but be warned. Philmont is not the same as he once was, and he is not a patient being. She gets a serious look on her face. Convince him if you can, but it may well be that when you approach him, if he does not like what you have to say, that he will slay you where you stand. He will try. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Then be gone with you. I will await word from my master. She turns around, sits down, looking off on the other side of the cavern, picking at her fingernails, her claws. I did, I did not like her at all. What was that? I said... She don't like you at all. Really? I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Nero steps forward and, like, he already looks better. It's weird. He looks like he's already rejuvenated. He's regenerating, whatever. He already looks better. Come, champion. I will, I will show you the simplest path out. And if Our Lady keeps her word and the storm has slowed, you should at least be able to find your way back to the gates of Demerald. Thank you, Nero. He leads you all forward. And as you all step toward the exit of this large cavern, the wolves part ways, making a path. And you see Zara standing there near the edge where you're walking through. And uh, as you kind of meet eyes with her, she gives you a nod of respect. And, uh, not as you, back. and as you're walking through, Kjorg, you feel all the eyes of all the wolves specifically on you. Mm. I mean, you did win. Yes. You know, but still, it's it's kind of strange. You all notice the wolves don't look at any of you. They're only looking at him as you all pass through Nero, leading you into the dark. And as you get some distance away, just the four of you and Nero, and like I said, by now he's, he's doing even better. He looks kind of fine. He's still got the blood on him, but he looks like he's, he's fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, champion. Yes. How do you feel? I was a little, there was a little burning sensation back there. He like turns his head looking up at you, and then he looks back forward again. I thought as much. Be careful, champion. What? Why should I be careful? Just be careful. And he kind of steps a little quicker up ahead of you, not saying much, not looking back, and he leads you all through the long, dark tunnel. And that is where we're going to end this episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> <sighs> Jeffrey, you're the worst. You are the worst, Jeffrey. You are the worst. Wow. You're hungry for some red meat, Jeffrey. Yes. Some raw red meat. Everybody starts looking like a chicken Everybody leg. Everybody starts confident. <laughs> Chris touches Kjorg and cast Remove Curse. <laughs> don't you even think about Chris it. Chris doesn't know Remove Curse. I don't have it prepared, but I know it. Do you really know it? Yeah. It'll come in handy when he's a stinking werewolf. When he goes crazy and all I gotta do. <laughs> and he starts biting all of us. Hey guys. I'll kill you. Uh, this has been a good been a fun one. This has been nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> hey. Pretty crazy. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we're pulling an all-nighter recording DD. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Uh I don't know what's gonna happen next. Uh, no one knows what's gonna happen next. I know what's gonna happen next. Everybody gonna be kung fu fighting. It's gonna be interesting. I'll say that. Uh, but until then. But until then. Um, we will see you then. Thank you for listening. We love you. Love you. Love. Have a great day. Love. And um, very great day. Adios. Bye. Bye. Sorbetto. My name is Jeffrey and I play Kjorg. My name is Jeffrey and I play Kjorg. No. No. <laughs> my name <laughs> My name's Felicia. Hey, I'm Felicia and I play Mogu. <laughs> 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 I did the thing. Well done. Uh, hey, I'm Felicia and I play Mogu. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Woo!
Gotta get it out. <laughs> Did she say Kyorg on accident for real? I was time? just repeating it. She's just repeating. Head. Go ahead. Hey, I'm Felicia. <laughs> okay, we got enough. I think okay. I can work with what we got. Hey, she's still like I'm a squeaky Felicia. toy. He was like, <laughs> Hi, she's Felicia, and she plays Mogart Stonefire. Yeah, what he said. <laughs>